Hello, and welcome from the Rookery End. Yes, uh, here we stand outside Vicarage Road on a chilly, not quite cold, a chilly Tuesday, uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Watford just uh, lost 2 1 uh, at home to Swansea City. Uh, my name's John, Jason's here. Oh, good evening. Uh, Michael's on his way, and Cole. Hello, uh, so at half time. <laughs> no, it's not funny, it's not funny. Oh, okay, sorry, right. <laughs> no, it's quite. I just wanted sorry. to uh, send out thoughts to the poor chap who was, who was picked up by the paramedics. I think he was in the middle of having uh, cardiac arrest, and so he was on, a, on one of those evac chairs, mm. and they were trying to push him through the concourse at the back of the rookery, obviously at half time, which is, uh, which is not easy, and he was really clearly in quite a lot of pain. So I just wanted to send out our thoughts to him and his family and hope that, um, that he's safely ensconced next door in the general hospital and that, and that he's, he's on the road to recovery because it was, it was you know it's something that's very disturbing and you worry about people and then you never hear what happens next but so I just wanted to say that we should uh, be thinking about him well, you can see why we reacted that way Colin I yeah. thought you were going to say something weird happened at half time something magical happened I don't know what happened because we've just witnessed I think what I can only describe Jason as one of the messiest bitty bizarre games I've ever seen of football it, it was a strange one wasn't it it was I mean it started off really flat didn't it there was a, a lot of empty seats around us the crowd didn't get started and, and Watford didn't get started I think really flat sort of first 20 minutes yep exactly that I think Colin summed it up nicely there uh, with that sound ra- effects on <laughs> from the rookery end with that raspberry and and I'm not really sure that at any point we controlled the game we, we exerted the odd spell of pressure which was good um, the goal was a, 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 a lovely move a bit of Ken magic magic <laughs> there they all drop shoulder sort of selling the defender um, and Saar was popping up in the middle again as he, as he did on, uh, for the first goal on, uh, on Sunday um, had Espria scored with his chance yeah. he did well getting sort of working the press well there got won the ball off Norton and, and had he scored no way did we deserve to go into the up at half time that would have been I think daylight robbery um, and yeah it just, it just never felt like at any point were we on top or were we controlling the game it was just it was there for, for Swansea to, to take it and, and they did yeah, we didn't do a podcast the weekend we wanted to see what happened over two games oh. I'm sure we would have been jubilant and loving being what for fans. I mean, we were as we watched that game against Stoke. By the way, we have a, later in the podcast, we've got a, a bit of a chat with uh, Nick Hancock, a Stoke Ooh. fan Nick Hancock. Uh, so that'll be later on. Um, but we were, you know, want to see what we were going to get from, from Billich, mm. what we are going to get from Slaven as a manager and what he can do with the team that he's taken over, the injuries, the successes, the gaps in the squad that Rob also had. Did you see... Anything different that you can go, all right, I can see what you're trying to do, Slavan? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, I, I feel I know that tonight was very disappointing, and it was a classic championship game. Oh, it, it was 117 minutes long. <laughs> you know, there were 17 injuries, people being carried off on stretchers, you know, kind of goals that were scored from our poor defending. But actually, over the two games, he's... You know what I'm going to say, John. <laughs> He's gone to a 4-2-3-1, which means you've got three central midfielders, which means that we don't just invite teams onto us like we did when we, when we played Sunderland with our 3-4-3, or was it a 4-3-3, yeah. who knows? We couldn't really tell. Players that were playing in positions that they weren't used to and, and, and Sunderland were just allowed to come onto us and onto us and onto us. That did happen tonight as well, to be fair. Yeah. Swansea really did, did press us quite, quite
quite well at times and they do move the ball quite well. But I just feel like we look like a football team. Four men at the back and then two men in front, one in front of them and then and then people, two wide players and the centre forward. And it feels like that is a good structure for us. It feels like there's balance on the, to the side. Gaspar is a right-footed right-back. Kamara is a left-footed left-back. You know, there's two holding midfielders, one who likes to run around a lot, one who likes to get, likes a 50-50, as Jason said just before we started, <laughs> doesn't he, Just? And then you've got players up front who seem to know and us beginning to create a relationship. Tonight it's very disappointing because we conceded a, a late goal from a set piece, uh, you know, which is always disappointing. It was a simple ball in and it was headed in, and that shouldn't happen. But we had replaced two of our back four yeah. with, with, with youngsters. Yeah, so the you had to give them a little bit of leeway. I thought the left back, Morris, came on and actually looked like oh, he, yeah. was, he was yeah. quite good. He was like, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Lots of nice touches linked up with Semma really well. But, but you know, he's obviously very inexperienced, as is Aspria, who again, I felt, just lacks experience and looks a little bit lost like he's he's just in a position like he was playing in the number 10 position basically it was two sixes and a 10 and then he, he sort of got lost in the game again he had his one really good moment when he when he when he won the ball as you as you've said and, and went in one-on-one didn't score but he you know he's getting he's gaining experience he's clearly a good player mm. but he just looks a bit lost in the rough and tumble of you know messy championship football the bloke next to me was messy oh sorry messy is it yeah yeah, yeah 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 the bloke next to me was really really funny really made me laugh because at one point when we're trying to play it out from the back and they're pressing their living daylights out of us and we're knocking it back and sideways and forwards he goes what's all this playing it out from the back in the championship he said just knock it forward into the channels press and make a mistake score a goal what's going on I was like you know I kind of see that it's like we're spending a lot of time trying to play nice football and maybe that's not quite right but just to to sum up I just think I think that he has brought a bit more calmness and he's brought a structure and I think we need to give Slav he knows the league inside out uh, and I think we do look like we look like a football team even though obviously we lost tonight which is very disappointing but he did have round pegs in round holes there was a structure we just didn't execute properly hi michael hello <laughs> does, anyone, does anyone know what that time it is, can, it I, is? Can, I, can i ask the reason you're joining us late is that because you're having to wait for the uh, referees report yeah which presumably I, I, yeah, took another half an literally hour. just had to top up all the yellow cards no one had a had a clue <laughs> uh, and so watford had two and swansea had six Six yellow cards. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it took a, took a little bit of sorting out, but that's exactly why I'm late. But I think it's interesting just to pick up on what you're saying about Aspria, um, Cole. I'm a big advocate of his. I really like him. I quite like the sort of the fact that he's a sort of foal that's just been let out of the paddock <laughs> and, and, and let to let to get on with it. And in the Championship, what I think we're going to find is that more often than not, it'll turn on a, one little bit of quality. Mm. And you talk about the rough and tumble. Well, Aspria won that ball with a bit of rough and tumble. Yeah. He's, he's, not, he's, a, he's a bit Jao Pedro-esque in terms of he's not going to take a backward step, that lad. Um, and he won the ball, um, in, in, earned the right to, to take it around the keeper, did everything right, really. Mm. A bit unlucky that the, the Swansea defender had got back. That's going to be the difference in the cha- in the championship. We're, thinking back to the the year we we went up, there were no games really when Watford were turning pl- no. teams over. No. They were workmanlike, functional, with a flash of I've said it before, flash of brilliance or flash of being slightly better than the than the opposition. And that is what's going to that, that's what's going to do it for whoever gets out of this 
division, whether or not that's Watford. I think I was laughing at myself on the way here. I was quite excited. I thought, oh, I'm looking forward to see how we kick on from a 4-0 win. Quite, yeah. And I'm sure fellow Watford sports will be arriving at Vicarage Road for a change, vaguely excited. And I was also, as we went ticked into the 18th minute of injury time, <laughs> I was thinking, I said in the week, didn't I? I'd rather have kept Rob Edwards and finished 15th. Yeah. But now we've got rid of Rob Edwards and we're going to finish 15th. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird, I say, we've got the weird game of this, this half an hour extra or whatever it is we had at the end of the end of it all the messy refereeing will get to the ref in a little bit of time but I just don't know about you Jace but the the substitutions that we made felt a little bit for me like they were at the wrong moment you know we were looking at loser he was at half time he came out really early at half time he's having that like one on one warm up we think oh they're coming on they're coming on he didn't it took another 10 minutes but actually when he came on we were back to 1-1 and he you know, what was in front of him was very, very different, especially different from, from Sunday. And then the other substitutions we made, like I say, let's go with the youth boys. You know, Colin's already mentioned Morris, but Pollock came on as well. I know that's lovely and all, but it certainly feels squad-wise weaker. It was all we had, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. what other choices Indeed, did we have? Yeah. We, we got with Ngakia out. There was no sort of backup right back, no Cathcart either, so he probably could have filled in there had he been fit, but he wasn't available. That's why Pollock was on the bench as the only seemingly fit centre back um, who did okay when he came on. He's a he's a big lad. He got done, I think, on the down the side when he sort of dived in for a tackle, and the uh, the, the, the Swansea player was too cute for him and sort of got away from him. But generally okay. Morris, I thought, did did a good job. I think Colin, you said the same. Um, sort of pleased with pleased with how he did. Um, and you, you feel a bit sort of sorry for them almost because that completely disrupted the back line. So you're saying about the subs not being what we want when we wanted because of the injuries, we had to make the majority of those subs. I'm sure the loser one was planned to get him back to, to fitness. I think Billich has said in his press conference he's not, or said to um, the Watford Observer, said uh, he's not going to start him straight away. He needs to sort of ease him back in. So I'm sure the timing of that substitution was when yeah. Billich wanted to do it for, yeah. for fitness reasons. Um, and the others, yeah, were, were because of injuries. So, yeah, we had a disrupted back line. As I said to you at the time, a real, sort of real test almost of, of Cavacelli's leadership because he's then gone inexperienced left-back, inexperienced centre-back and a, and a right-back with no right foot <laughs> playing alongside him. So he really had to sort of step up and lead. And generally, he had a decent game, apart from the odd missed pass. I think there were a few good tackles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was that one early on, you just think, oh God, there was a header, I think, that went backwards from a set piece. And then after that, he seemed to settle down and he, he did seem to lead that, that line. But yeah, the substitutions really didn't help us because they were out of necessity rather than yeah. helping us sort of take the game on. But what, what I, look, let's be honest, what a terrible, terrible situation to be in. Mm. Not to be able to muster up at least a temporary right back. I mean, Kamara was having to do that thing where you slice your ball around the outside of the, <laughs> of the ball to, to, to get it in. You cannot, at whatever level, have a, someone who is so completely left-footed playing right back and to not be able to rustle up even someone who could pass as a right back is a damning indictment I'm afraid of the state of the of the squad as Jason you know it's it was unfortunate yeah but also it's how are you in that situation where you have to and what we thought Watford actually did for 10 for 10 minutes and, and James Morris was a big part of that was we funneled everything down the left and we thought, right, that's what we're going to have to do. And they, they did that relatively well for a bit. Uh, Morris linking up with, with Semmer and, and making inroads down the left. And that worked. 
But I thought, what a, what a, a what a shame that the whole the, the whole thing effectively goes up in smoke when mm. the when the yeah, to, to say it's the we're imbalanced is is almost to do it as a disservice. It's absolute carnage back there, isn't it? And to, to be left in that situation, I think is. It's madness, and to, to expect to be challenging in the yeah, we've been you could say we've been unlucky. I mean, Gaspar walked off unaided, so how serious the injury is, I, I don't know. And Gakia is never never fit and, and never fancied, so he's sort of not quite persona, persona non grata, but not far off. Not a succession of but managers you'd, you'd haven't think, fancied you'd, him. You'd think now he's got a chance now that we've gone back to playing. If we're going to play four at the back and he's going to play as a right back, he, the, the opportunity is there for him now, surely. Is, but he's never fit. And, and if you're doing your due diligence, if you're building a squad to get back into the Premier League of all places, I mean, Christ <laughs> almighty, can you imagine this side in the, in the Premier League? Any free agent right backs out there, please get in touch with Mike Parkin. Yeah. <laughs> pass your details on to Gino. Yeah, and I'll, I'll keep you in cotton wool. <laughs> just name you. But it's, I mean, it's just, it's madness. Absolutely madness, and 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 the same really, with the with the midfield to a degree. That when Imran Luzer came on against Stoke, it's like right, there's that missing piece. All of a sudden, you've got Hamza Chowdhury who does all his work on the floor. He seems to get, get on, the, but ratting around, digging digging balls out, going going in for tackles. The ball breaks loose. Watford get it. There's Imran Luzer who can pass it around. You could see it a little bit today, this evening against against Swansea, not quite as much against Stoke who had basically rolled over and given up by by that stage, just didn't have any fight in them to, to deal with it at all. You can see the impact that, that Imran Luzer made, but we've had to do without him for, for what, 10 or 11 games? And to make do with Kembe and Chowdhury, who are, you know, they're footballers, they're fine. They're not going to embarrass themselves, but there's, where's the, there's no creativity, there's no getting the ball from front to back, there's no getting the ball, moving it forward, there's no comfort on the ball. And to find ourselves in that situation, it's not quite as desperate as defense, defense, defensively because it doesn't mean you can see goals so easily. But what it does mean is that the team as a, as a piece is... It's, it's a mess. Would you be more chipper on Sunday if we had done a podcast? I, I would have been, yeah, because you win 4-0 away from home and you've, you've got to, you, you, you can't do anything but enjoy that. I thought Watford played well. I thought Stoke were, were poor, but all too many times Watford have come unstuck against Paul's side so they, they did what they had to do but, but it all, all... A difference, though, it? there was a difference in the way we played I thought on Sunday where there was a more of a positive intent more the, the ball was being moved forwards a lot more mm-hmm. and your, your mate next to you he was sort of shouting like, get it forward get it forward we were doing that a lot more there was less of this sort of passing across the back line it would maybe the, the challenge would come in the first tackle would come in a a cushion header from the centre backs from a long ball would go wide, and then more often than not, the ball was then going forward. Pat, I mean, you're right. Stoke were woeful yeah. and gave up a lot of space. Gave up a mm, lot of space. Uh, yeah. yeah, for I mean, the, the, the space that Kamara had at times down that left wing on on Sunday was incredible. Um, Lord knows how that happened, and that, obviously that helps. Whereas today, Swansea, what you say, we're, we're, we're pressing a lot more. But the the, the, the just the the in, intention from us on Sunday. Not just with the passing, but with the for loose balls for 50-50s. We were attacking everything. Whereas today we seemed to uh, yeah. just it was there. Some of the players were there. Oh, Hamza, we've already said he was doing that quite a lot. Others, it was a bit 
disjointed yeah. and Swansea were really good at passing through any press that we had it and we'll come from the ball. It felt like a ground race and the, and the bunnies come round and the, the traps have gone up and the Watford players will go, oh, is it, is it now? Yeah. Are we, are we, is it? For the first 20 minutes, honestly, the whole team felt like they were half asleep. But the crowd in the first 20 minutes weren't particularly helpful either. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they were... Absolutely. There's a, there's no, 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 there's they, a train no, they, they were, strike. There were moments where they go, oh, da, 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 da. Was, and all of a sudden, they get, we get, oh, we've got to throw, and they cheer. It's like... It was toilet, that's why. Yeah, but it was like, there's, they, that was definitely... I'm not blaming them, say, but I'm saying is they needed to... Like, they, there was an atmosphere... And that would slow you up a little bit. Which is weird. The, the home crowd always right. a little bit different. That they, hadn't, they didn't go to Stoke. They weren't happy after You're Stoke. Right. They were. They still got in the back of their head last home game that they saw. I just can't see And they need way. to get rid of that way. I just don't think it's up to the crowd to get the players motivated. Oh, no, players, I'm not saying it the is. Players I'm just saying it helps. They help. should be in that dressing room, ten minute bell. They should be shouting at each other, whacking balls against the thing. They should all be, you know, hugging and high fiving. You know, we've all seen NFL. We we know what they do they in, the, in the case someone gets injured. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you come out onto the pitch ready to press the first yeah. ball to, to to make the first tackle to make your first pass. And they come out and they. I think this. I think it's partly to do with maybe just the way they're coached about we mustn't concede in the first 10 minutes or we mustn't concede in the first 15 minutes. So there's a mindset of sitting, making sure we're in our shape, making sure we don't, you know, but but that's not the way to start a football match. You've got to put them on the back foot and you do it by putting pressure on the ball. And we didn't put any pressure on the ball, you know, for at least 20 minutes. And then finally we sort of came into the game. Brilliant goal. I mean, an absolutely brilliant goal. The pass out to Davis. Davis read it really well. He got there, made the little jink into Semmel. We've got to give them credit for that goal Sema does something I don't, I don't know if it's got a name has it the ball went one side of the defender and he went the other it's, side it's now called a Ken Sema it's called a Ken Sema <laughs> and, and Saar has read it coming off the right he's got in front of the defender tapping thank you very much no, good goal and you thought okay good now they've woken up now we've scored now we're going we're gonna to crack on but there, still, there were elements of letting them back in the game not enough pressure on the ball like looking at each other passing it five feet to each other and then turning around getting into trouble and Swansea are like right let's have them yeah. and then boom like that and they're on us and we're on our 18 yard line going and everyone in the rookery's like ah! <laughs> what's going to happen there's uh, one word for me that I think some, that, that was lacking and that's aggression Yeah. Mm. because I think when Watford did get stuck in he saw Swansea go oh so now we've got these players who can play a bit and they're, and they're going to kick us around a bit and it's not about fouling it's about like you say Colin it's about that and you were saying Jay it's about that intent and it's about showing that you don't mind getting your you know getting your toes trod on or getting some take him on on the ankle get stuck in and on, on the rare occasions we did they're very very isolated you could tell the whole thing and like you mm. say John the crowd lifts and the crowd responds your teammates see you getting stuck in and you're like right yeah. he's getting stuck in over there I'm going to stand shoulder to shoulder I'm going to back him up I'm going to do it as well and we did it for little Spells, yeah. very 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 brief spells but I, I think aggression is lacking and focus and, and commitment and of course they go out there and they want to win the game and of course they go out there and they want to execute what they've been told but there's a way of, of doing that as well, isn't there? And I think you're right, the, the crowd was flat. It was a funny old evening tonight from right from the start. It was, it was very empty um, to start with and, and yet there's a train strike. It's difficult to get here. It's cold. It might have caught, have caught a few people by surprise as well. Uh, it just felt one of those, it just felt like one of them tonight and the, the crowd was flat and the, and the, and the, the play was flat. But it's... It, it, look, the bottom line is that wasn't really anywhere close to being good enough for, for Watford. And if, if we're asking, if they're going back into the changing room thinking, well, you know, we're going to win a couple of games and get back in touch. It, 
forget that if they're if they if they're challenging for the for, to go back up, they are miles off it. That performance like that is miles off it. I think the squad is is imbalanced, but you can do things that can that can weight it back. You can you can if you're committed, if you're if you work hard, if you if you the, the the pace of the game is is played at your play to their strengths. Get the get Keenan Davis onto the ball, for example. Mm, he, he hardly saw the ball, did he? I mean, they didn't use him enough. He's a massive lad, and they didn't get it into his feet so he could hold it up and bring players in. He was he was you know he was calling for it. He was making runs. He was getting frustrated, but they just there wasn't enough ball into him. It was like there was too much sideways passing, and, and a bit like the chap sits next to me. Just like play it into the channel. If you don't win the ball then press the ball and win it then make them make a mistake and we weren't doing that we were trying to play some sort of perfect football and there was there was this fear there's obviously fear you know I remember Roy Keane saying that in a in uh, in an interview after he'd retired from Man United he said he said the predominant emotion on a football pitch is fear and he said it, and it's the teams that, that have the, 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 less, the least amount of fear in their kind of their collective mental makeup are the ones that win he said but that is the predominant they just don't want to make a mistake they don't want to look stupid they're in front of 20,000 people and, and you've got to change that mindset you've got to make people be courageous make them brave make them as you say aggressive yeah. and, 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 get, and get involved and, and play your football and earn the right to, to score goals earn the right to dominate an opposition and, and that's something that I think Bilic will get there with them because I think he's got that mindset himself uh, and, and as I said before he knows the league inside out and I think that he'll he will start to you will start to see improvement if we don't then I think you know then <laughs> <laughs> there's, 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 there's one indisputable fact the squad is imbalanced to an almost catastrophic degree when that happens tonight it's a mess the yeah. squad they, they haven't got the right players in round round, hole, round pegs in round holes is fine when you've got your 11 best players fit but after that the whole thing falls apart really quickly and that I think Cole is probably where that fear comes from yeah. the, it feels like a complete house of cards it feels so delicate in terms of its structure and they, I think they know that you must know that if if Kamara's playing the whole game thinking shit if Mario goes down I'm going into right back <laughs> yeah. and that has to be that has to be playing on people's mind and lo and behold as I start talking about the uh, lopsidedness <laughs> of the squad uh, Mr Gioretta is walking past a penny for penny for his thoughts this evening we won't ask him because he looks uh, about as forlorn as we as we feel but it's it just feels like when you're playing against the backdrop of knowing that that squad isn't isn't really balanced enough and knowing that, that what the problems are the head coach is going to have a lot of work to do to get that into some sort of shape up until January where you hope that they, they get some reinforcements in and you hope that it's not, not too late by then because, and how, you know, how much damage is done. It's a lot of injuries. I mean, there is a lot. I mean, and, and, but that is also something we've been through before when, when the club starts to, it starts to pick up injuries and then you've got all these players and they seem to take ages to come back. So, you know, there's, there's no Pedro, there's no Gachia, there's no Cleverly, there's, you know, we're, we're, there's no uh, Cathcart by the looks yeah, of it, there's no House who we brought in to, to he, now he would have come on tonight yeah, if yeah. he was fit, but he wasn't fit. Um, and so we are a bit thin on the ground, and that is partly to do with recruitment and not, you know, just sort of slightly thinking we'll be all right when, and then you get the injuries and then you're not all right. Mm. But, you know, we haven't got a lot of options in the midfield. We have, we've got more options up front, but. 
you know, that, uh, that's less dangerous, as, as, as Mike said. You're less likely to concede. With, with, but at the back, we just haven't got enough players. And we don't really have enough good central midfielders. If Cleverly was fit and playing as Cleverly can, you would see that energy, you would see that aggression, you would see that commitment right from the first whistle because that is his game and it always has been. And we are missing someone like that. We're missing a leader on the pitch, really. The, the person that's shouting and saying, What's, what are you doing? Get in there, move up, take him out, like pointing, go, go and get in. We don't have, seem to have a player like that. Chowdhury wanders around as if he's in the middle of a daydream for most for most of the first half. He was better in the second half, but he's not like you don't feel he's on the front foot, on his toes, engaged, pointing, pushing, Kiembe and him working as a two. You just don't really feel that at the moment. We don't have a leader and I think that is a problem. They're all so quiet. And we'll be back after this jingle. <laughs> <laughs> From the Rookery End, a podcast about life following Watford FC. On Sunday, of course, Watford won 4-0 away at uh, Stoke-on-Trent, uh, as I like to call them. <laughs> My little joke. Uh, on uh, Sunday, a wonderful win. Uh, but our very good friend of the podcast, uh, Mr Ollie Wicken, uh, caught up with his very good friend, uh, Nick Hancock. Yeah, him who used to be on the telly quite a lot and has a good podcast. He'll tell you what it's called in a bit. Uh, to talk as a Stoke City fan, someone who's, you know, had a lot of long-time success in the Premier League got relegated what is life like for him and what did he think about Watford and is he really a closet Watford fan so I have with me Nick Hancock Stoke fan uh, who's agreed to talk to from the rookery end and I do wonder whether that's because you have actually been in the rookery end I have been in the rookery end I have I've been, I've been to all parts of the ground road <laughs> over the years <laughs> favourite moments as a Stoke fan at, uh, well, I've been there. I've been there as a Watford fan, kind of, obviously, in as far as you can do. But as a Stoke fan, um, I think they, I think the games we've won there have always been a bit scrappy from our point of view. There's been no fulminating, you know, sort of wonderful victories like your victory at the three six five, but an hour ago, as we had this interview on the Sunday. Do you remember when your first trip was to Vicarage? Yes, first trip would have been. 1979 quarter final of the League Cup. Indeed. When you won 3 1, I think. Extra it was 0 0 at Stoke. That's right. Uh, Adrian Heath made his debut. I remember that. <laughs> and, and what I remember about it was I knew we were going to lose because Shoot had come out and had already done a preview on Forest v Stoke in the semi final. <laughs> <laughs> in the days when these things were done um, uh, far, far ahead. And, and yeah, so I remember going. Uh, going that night, and of course, night games are always exciting, and it was a cup tie, mm. and it was good. And you were in the third division at the time, and we were in the second division. Mm. Yeah, so that was my first time. And I can't remember the, t- the time that uh, you came in the rookery end with me. I can't remember what happened in that match at all, but I do remember everybody was just wanting to shake your hand and saying hello and that kind of thing. Well, so the, presume, well then presumably uh, Watford won. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, I don't That's think where so we're well. going. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, very briefly, your thoughts on the match uh, today? Oh, well, I, Stoke were awful and and and, and Watford second half were, were very good, uh, but although could have been 3-0 up at half-time, you know, and just oh, it's one of those, just... Just soonest forgotten, basically. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, that's the nature when you go down, and you know you have. Well, not, I never have high hopes because I'm a man of a certain age. But you have some hopes, and then you just somehow you end up with a team that, that you you couldn't imagine that you could go go that far down that quickly mm. in terms of. Level of performance in terms of quality, in terms of so, hope. So talk us through how that happened, because that uh, quite possibly that might uh, might 
occur to us in the next five years. Well, so when you came down, you'd spent yeah. 10 years in the Premier League. 10 years in the Premier League. And then I think, I mean, I think there, there, are, there are two options, aren't there? There are go for broke and spend all of your, you know, uh, parachute payment trying to go up immediately and, 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 and buy, uh, you know, ludicrously expensive players and try and hold on to the players that some of the players mm. that you had in the Premiership. So I'm, uh, we, we kept Butland, we kept Allen, and we kept, we kept a lot of players, mm. and our wage bill was, was enormous. And, you know, and that throw of the dice didn't work. And since then, you know, we've basically been uh, paying for that. Um, uh, and, and, and did it go badly wrong quickly? Or is, is this a yeah, slow yeah, decline? Quite or? quickly. I mean, I think... I, I'm, I, I think once you get used to losing... It's very easy to carry on. I, I, there was a time, I remember the second year down, that uh, it's a pet theory of mine, and I went through the squad and I realised there were four players in the squad that hadn't been relegated. And, and this is including new players. We were mm. buying players that had been relegated. And, and I, I, I do think, you know, in a sort of um, um, early Victorian <laughs> Uh, attitude to the to, to the fallen woman, the fallen player, the, the relegated player. Um, I, I just think uh, I, I, you can kind of see that there's an acceptance in some place. Mm. I, it, it's my theory. It's not a fact, um, but it does worry me. Mm. It does worry me. What do you wish they'd done differently in those first well, couple of years? I, I wish more than anything... And I would. N this is not the sort of thing I would normally wish. I wish there was no financial fair play, because for the only time in the history of the club, mm. we have owners that are incredibly committed, who are Stoke fans and, and have rich. lots of money. <laughs> um, so you know that's just that's just a, a, a silly thing, really. Al although it is true that we mm. probably could have spent our way out of it. Mm. Uh, what do I wish we'd done uh, differently? Well, you know, apart from staying up, which would have helped. Um, we took a couple of risks. Uh, uh, you know, we, we brought in uh, Gary Rowett, and he spent a lot of he spent all of the money, and that didn't work. So then you're in trouble. Then we brought in Nathan Jones, which I thought, you know, despite the fact that he, you know, he did come mm. from from that place away from you, the mm. other place, let us call it, um, and that was a big risk. And he was a young manager, and that didn't pay off. Um, so, I, I, but there weren't risks that that, that I was again. You know, mm. uh, but they didn't work out. And uh, there are parallels here in a way as well from the FA Cup final. So we lost in an FA Cup final and then a lot of people think we kind of quite quickly declined from that point. Yeah. And you were in the Cup final in 2013? 11. 2011. So oh, okay. actually it was about seven years later, oh, right. six, seven years okay. later that we went down. What happened was we had the, we had the, pu we had the Pulis era, which was the, the, the incredible... Um, you, you know, um, David v. Goliath time. And then we had very briefly a, 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 a spring, if you like, of, you know, your Shakiri and Boyan and Arnautovic. Mm. And, and, you know, and we were, for a couple of years, you know, we were beating good sides a lot. You know, mm. we beat Chelsea's and your United's and your Man City's and we beat Liverpool 6-1 and, and Gerrard's last game of the season. Uh, but then, then of course, it's great having these players, but uh, you want them, but they don't necessarily want to be at Stoke, you know, and and, uh, uh, and you move them on and, and, and you get inferior, play, uh, in, inferior players in. Um, but that's, it's kind of worth it. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I've been a Stoke fan for a very long time and, and I remember with great affection times when we played good football. And I know yeah. that's the right thing to say, but it's true. You know, it, it is... It is lovely when you when you consider that there's a possibility you might score more than one goal in a home game, yeah. um, and and those days have gone. And um, just to wrap this up, you uh, have an excellent podcast called um, the Famous Sloping Pitch. Famous Sloping Pitch, which is you and Chris England. Yeah. And the idea is to uh, talk about every aspect of football that's a little bit more shit than it used to be. Yeah, which is you know easier the older you get, the the, the, the more the, the, that seems to be the case. But uh, no, it's it's just I, I, that that is how we describe it. It's just it's I think it's it's a kind of don't believe the hype thing really. I, I I'm I'm sometimes appalled by the sort of um, the, the, the 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 mob mentality that believes that everything is much much better and 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 worse than that can be improved. You know, by, by changing and changing and changing all the time, mm. and I, I'm not sure that that's true. Uh, but then I won't be around to find out. <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much, Nick. Thank you, Ollie. Excellent. Cheers. We're the Orns. You're the Orns. Come on, you Orns. Interesting, there, Mike. You know, the fact that he talked about, and maybe you're listening to it. Everything's fresh with Rob. The fact that he said, um. You know, they, they did go for it in their first season down. They tried, it didn't work, and all of a sudden it's sort of gone a bit flat for them and they're back as a championship side. And it, yeah. I think a, a game like today, a very championship game that yeah. we've just seen, sort of brings it to the, the forefront. But we've got a game against Blackpool on Sunday, uh, on Saturday. That's going to be another very championship game, isn't it? Yeah, and they're going to have to bounce back. And I think it's a really, really good point. You look at the Bet365 stadium on that Sunday afternoon. Yes, it was a Sunday afternoon. But, the, you know, I was watching it with Arlo and he said, why is it so empty? And I said, well, that's the life in the championship after five, six years when you're not really, when you know you're not really challenging. It's The interest does drop off. And 17,000 at Watford tonight, which is the lowest of the of the season so far, lowest for, for two years, I would have thought, by, by some margin. Um, yes, mitigating circumstances, but it, it's a, a cautionary tale as to what as to what can happen and how quickly that the de- descent is the wrong word. You know, you're still operating in the second tier. It's it's a, it's a good division to be in, but Stoke a really really good example of what can go wrong if you if you don't get it right. Uh, and Watford are going to have to start getting it right. I think now, to me, it looks like bridging the gap between now and January without being completely cut adrift. If Watford had got a, uh, had won against Swansea, they would have been right back in touch at the top. You'd be disappointed if Watford have a run of form um, that takes us into the World Cup break and, and January that sees us outside or adrift from the playoffs. But it could happen, and, and that, that is what, that's what we need to avoid. Um, I mean, I know if you talk about what the goal is, and that's promotion, and it's, well, how far are we off being a Premier League so I don't let's not worry about that it's about the the goal of this season is is getting up by hook or by crook and and we're a long way from it at, at the moment we need to muddle through we need to and that's the job that Slavin Bilic has got it's the job that cost Rob Edwards his job a, a side that's not not able to mesh together it isn't hasn't got enough depth in, in key positions I know I keep going on about it but it's the reality is there for us to see yeah. week in, week out. It could, it could be anything. You know, Colin was talking about leaders. Absolutely right. Defensive 
recruits absolutely right midfield you know there's so many ways in which the squad isn't isn't complete so we Slaven Bilic has to get a tune out of this squad for what two two months and then hope against all hope that Gino finally sees mm. what everyone else is seeing that the defence is a lame duck nothing against anyone in there as individuals they, they do they work their hardest but it's absolutely not fit for purpose the, the the defenders that we have in the building are either injured not good enough can't play in the right position so we have to get back on track and that has to start on on saturday the supporters i think we have a right to expect a bit better really than what we're seeing certainly here at vicarage road it's been it's been dismal for for quite a long time now at, at vicarage road yes we've had a couple of wins but the performances have been lacking, and none, none more so than, than tonight. I thought it was it was pretty feeble, really. Swansea good. Swansea were really, really good. Strong, focused, knew what they were doing. Uh, I mean, <laughs> good game management as well. well they, they, played, they played the referee well. Again, I mean, yeah, but it's true. Yeah. Some of the fouls I've seen given tonight. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely despair. And no surprise that in the end, after playing for 120 minutes, the ref finally lost it lost control almost almost completely but Swansea knew what they were doing they played the ref they worked the ref got an, an inordinate amount of, of cheap fouls wound Watford up um, and, and did the job you know how many household names are, are in that side there's plenty of really really good good yeah. players the good, the good good championship players Claxon yeah, yeah. um, and players that we've been linked with or yeah. sort of you read on social media that, that players that we would like to have signed yeah. Piro and Grimes sort of stand out in, in that regard. So they, they, they were never going to be pushovers. But like you say, we're, we're at home. And it, yeah. teams should come here and they look at our team sheet and go, well, they yeah. probably swear I'm not <laughs> going to. Uh, it's like, yeah, we've, look, look at the players we're up against tonight. But you, heard, heard, we don't then translate yeah. that onto the pitch. I heard Russell Martin being interviewed pitch side after the game. And I think the phrase they used was heavyweight. This is a heavyweight Watford side. And it isn't. It just it just isn't at the moment. So that's a that's a long answer to your question, John. Is that the, is that the title of the podcast? Light he- light heavyweight or something. Well, like that? it's uh, who is it? Ben and Eubank are supposed to be oh, having yeah, a match. Yeah. They're having a catch weight, aren't they? They're sort of having to make weight, and we're we're trying to find our weight. We are certainly not a heavyweight prize fighter at the moment, but there is there is talent there. There is you know all is not lost, but I I, I do think it's uh, firefighting is is the wrong phrase, but. He's. It's almost. They've just got to get him going somehow, and and, and he's going to do it on Saturday with the light. Are the lights on yet? Uh, I don't know. It'll be Christmas Eve. Let's turn them on, especially for Watford. Put on the illuminations. Get into there, lads. Before you go to the game, is they? Well, I haven't been to Black for years. They still got the Revolution one. The one year of Zoom backup loop. Know. It's been a long it's time. What was the big one? It was the big one, wasn't it? I remember the big one was there. Let's have a big one. At Blackpool. Thank you very much, Jason. Thank you. I, 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 the last time I went to Blackpool, I think I did go to a game on Saturday and I was out with my mates, I think, the same night. And I think I fell asleep in the toilet of the Palace Discotheque in Blackpool. <laughs> it's my last memory of Blackpool. Sleeping. Well, <laughs> thank you, Michael. Let's hope no Watford players are falling asleep on the toilet because uh, <laughs> we've, we've had quite enough of that. Cheers. <laughs> thank you for Colin. He's dashed off. Not quite as speedy as uh, DCW normally does. Uh, and, uh, of course, thank you to uh, Ollie uh, and the chat with, with Nick. Uh, we'll be back after the game, of course, at Blackpool on the weekend. Arlo, give us a big come on, you odds. Come on, you odds. <laughs>